Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Frog King Fragments. It was written by Stefan Schuda, and uh, it's translated into English by Pascal Breitenfeld, who is also our game master. This is episode five. Our recap will be given by David Gassaway as his character, Hans-Peter Locke. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. David? Thanks, Tom. Before the disturbing dream Sunday night, I wrote back to my dear Gudrun. As you know, your stepmother sent her lawyer friend, Prince, along with private detectives and me to find and retrieve Professor Erling. The journey so far has been impossibly strange and troubling, but I yet hope to return your father to you safe and sound. His lecture in Göttingen, as expected, raised vehement objections, but not in one student there, one Anna Rosa Berndt, who had missing pieces of your father's puzzle. In a fury of discovery, the two of them haired off to Zehusen, which appears to be the ursprung of numerous folk tales about fish and frogs and the magic interactions they have with people. This is the village that Jakob Grimm wrote his brother from in the letter that your father found. The sinkhole pond Grimm mentioned is now a municipal pool, despite being both troublingly deep and unpleasantly stagnant smelling. It was near this pool that young Miss Berndt marked a pentagram on the ground, I believe trying to summon her own magic frogman. She had copied notes from Unashpreskin Kulten and was interested in dream magic. She ended up wholly catatonic, and now the authorities are apt to blame Professor Erling, which isn't making our quest easier. Speaking of dreams, the group of us have shared some. Inkowitz scraps from Grimm stories, and Anna Rosa's arms are scratched as if she passed through a thorn hedge. Stranger vistas as well, impossible cities and a pyramid by the sea, a pyramid possessed by the frog king himself, a thing called Balkrug. The lawyer, Prince, doesn't seem that bad, really, and the men he's gathered are resourceful and brave. If we do not find him before then, I think your father will be here in Zehusen for the rifle festival next weekend. The festival has an ancient history relating to the mysterious founding figure of Joch. I think it is a key to your father's theories and to his mania. Do not lose hope, Gudrun. Yours, Hans Peter. Very well. So you are still standing on the shore of this godforsaken lake in this old and crumbling basalt town, uh, city with the, in the fog and in front of you is the body of Professor Erling. His throat ripped out and he's uh, just as you are dressed in unusual clothes although strangely fitting for uh, the area you are in. What I, what do you want to do? I, I want to double check that he's actually dead. I know he looks very dead, but we're in. Uh, I believe we're in a dream, so dream logic applies. Yes, but yeah, you. you 
uh, check it, uh, the pulse on uh, on his wrists as the throat isn't available and shake him. He is quite obviously dead. Is there anything He's on dead. the person? Well, if you die in the in your dreams, don't you wake up? I thought you Maybe died you in real life if you died in your dreams. I've we died in my dreams. We don't know I, what dream logic is. It varies. You know, stories. someone someone could live, someone could die. We'll, we'll, I think we still have to look for him when our dream's over. But what else can we do here? I do I begin anything? to search his pop. Does he have any pockets, a purse, anything no, that might have? No. Okay. He's just uh, wearing like... Uh, a scholarly robe with a simple uh, uh, court belt. Are there any, any rocks bloody around? footprints? Yeah, there, there are rocks around. You asked if there were footprints. Um, as you look around, you can see in. Uh, in the mud uh, on the beach, there are like, well, f- not really footprints, more like claw prints. They're moving all around. Large animal? Uh, rather bipedal. But like, I'm going to pick it? up a rock and throw it out into the water, try to skip it across the top. Uh, you throw it at the lake or? Yeah, at the lake. You throw it out, and it's only the faintest splashing. It's like just like the uh, as if the sound was somehow swa- uh, swallowed up. But the water starts to ripple, as if something's moving under the water. Please. Seems to be moving towards the shore. Yeah, move away from the edge. I'll take a few steps back. I'm gonna unchief the sword that I think I still have on me. Carl, did you just bean some sea monster? Probably. Uh, these claw prints—they're roughly the size of a human if a human had amphibious feet. <clears throat> yeah, that would fit. Like the writhing bodies we saw from the pyramid top. Yeah, and there seem to be several shapes now you can see under the water. Yeah, gentlemen. And they're coming towards uh, the shoreline. Yeah, let's step behind Daniel. I think I was going to bring up maybe possibly he went, there was a library in the city he went to, but maybe now we should just run. First run, uh, research later. Yes. When, if we I'm can, I'm not going to run, but I'm going to back away from the water. I want to see what these things are. That's fair. I would at least like be in front of them. So, Hans and Daniel, you're turning around and running. Yeah, I can. I can look back at them from a distance. I'm stepping back. I'm gonna wait till there's something there because I'm gonna be next. I'm gonna move Carl to support him at least. Well, when you move, uh, when you move back a couple of paces from the waterline, the 
uh, it starts getting hard to see anything because uh, there is this fog that's covering everything. But you start to hear some splashing. Is everybody backing away or is anyone uh, one staying? I'm going to be behind Daniel. So whatever he's doing. Like, probably not. If it's far from fogging, I'm probably trying to be like, I can le- if I can at least see the edge of the water. Can each of these see what it is before I see if it's worth running away? And yes, you can see kind of shapes, heads coming from the water. It's all very obscure, obscured. And there must be at least 10 or 15. Like a dozen of them. Round heads? Well, it's just like the you see that uh, yeah, the rounding of heads are coming through uh, the water and then starting to get up and they're rising like hu- uh, humanoid bodies. But they're in the uh, within the fog, so you don't really see any details. Just thinking back to the print in the sand and the damage I saw on the doctor's or the professor's throat, um, could those claws do that damage? Yeah, they could. We don't know why why he's dead, though. Um, I'll do a listen roll. Failed. Oh, 88. Uh, let's see, where is my listen? 89. Uh, 29 out of 40, so normal. We're listening for us. Anyone, anyone passed? OK. You hear more uh, more noises from down the shore. There's something. There's more movement. No voices. We're not hearing any voices. No voices. Gentlemen, I think there's more coming out of the other parts of the lake. Time to wake up. Are they the people that live here? I think they're at least the ones that made that city theirs. I'm going and to. You can see the the shapes from the lake uh, emerging from the lake. They're like bloated amphibian faces, and they walk hunched over. And all of you can do a sanity roll. I'm going to wake up. 18. That's a failure. Waking up. So pass, pass. Success. I failed. You failed. Success. So that's 1D. uh, uh, Failure is 1D4. And uh, success is 0. It's a dream. I've had weird dreams before. I'm going to start walking towards the things unless they do something that looks hostile. 
they in my belief that Sorry. They seem to look around. They're sniffing the the body, and they seem to look into uh, into your direction, but they don't seem to see you now, uh, right now. In my belief that this is something from our collective unconsciousness, can I roll a cult just in case it's something that I've thought yeah, of? Sure. Cerise says terrible failure, not a critical, <laughs> but um, they they seem to s sniff the air, they sniff around. One of them slowly moves in your direction. Okay, I'll do this. See if he sees me. Good job, Carl. It look it looks up, and you hear a hissing, and all of them are looking your direction, and they all do uh, a leap into uh, into your direction. Okay, that probably scares the fuck out of me. So I'm okay, running. running now. <laughs> okay, you're running. Um, give me a con roll, everyone. Okay. Sounds like a chase. Um, that's, a, that's an extreme. I'll spend, I'll spend four, four, four points to make it a hard. I got a zero four, so that's an extreme for me. I got a zero one, so I got extreme. See, that's um, critical, actually. Or critical. You guys have sprouted wings in your flight. <laughs> it's a dream. I got a hard. 94. Okay, 94, that sounds like a failure. Yeah, I Joseph was Daniel away. right on top of well, you. Uh, Wait, I, I thought Hans and Joseph were already running them. <clears throat> yeah, well, we they're a lot farther away. Yeah, they start yeah, off farther yeah. away, but I'm not moving fast now. Uh, well, um, give me a movement rate if you have a um, success. Uh, normal, if you got an extreme plus one, and failure is minus one. Got a hard? Can I have a plus? Uh, hard is plus one. Extremes plus two. <laughs> okay. Yay! I'm sorry. Say say that again. I was confused. Uh, you move. You move right. Ah. Okay. So I'm if normally... it's a hard. Plus one. Did you say? Yeah. Hard is plus one. Okay. So I moved and is eight. Seven plus one, eight. My move becomes 10 if it's the extreme, which means I get a plus two. So, so uh, Walter, eight. Daniel, eight. Ten. Carl, eight. Hans? With my penalty, I'm down to seven. And Joseph? Uh, uh, six, whatever the bonus for the critical successes. Uh, you got a critical, so it's plus two, so it's eight. Yeah. So you are all uh, nearly all faster. And I think Hans and Joseph were a little bit ahead. So... You all bolt that uh, start bolting down the uh, this 
uh, nebulous street, the fog is hanging in the air, and you hear those things behind you. And from the side, you hear uh, you hear more scratching and kind of snarling. And as you run da uh, down the um, Daniel, basically overtaking Joseph uh, and Hans pretty quickly, you see that there's a, a rift in the in the street. So you would have to either look for a way around or give it a jump. How big so, is the rift? Um, uh, like a crevasse in the in the ground. It's like uh, one and a half meters. You could easily clear it with a jump, but you would have to jump. What, what are you guys doing? Trying to Jumping. find a way. Jump. So looking I'll... for the end in the fog is no good. Jump for me. I'll jump too. Okay, so I'll do a uh, jump roll. It's pretty pretty easy jump, so bonus die. Okay. Criticals zero one. I got a success. Yes. I have to. I have to spend seven points to make it. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, Walter uh, helps up Carl a bit, and you uh, dash no. on. I'm sorry. Uh, my better roll was forty-seven over twenty, so I'm down. So you uh... and can I help Hans since I got it out? Yeah, you can. You can basically pull him uh, along. He jumps over, trips on the edge, and you. Once I've got you, you help him up, Thank and you, you still hear those <laughs> things behind you, but they are falling behind. But they like to help. So you want to run on or try can to? You? How are we from buildings or anything? How are we are we are we entered into the city? Are there? Uh, you're basically running uh, parallel to the shore along uh, along a, a broad a broad street, and um, would be which direction? Uh, to due to the west, you would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and the north is where the. The city or ruins are well, or where the the, you the pyramid is behind you. You can when you look over your shoulder, you see those uh, those things in some distance, but uh, and you can see the pyramid rising. And there's but is there the, the ruins on our our left as we run on the the ruins are on your right side basically. Yeah, I, I want to want to find shelter in a building and possibly other non, you know, hissing creatures. So I'd like to the run. The behavior when they came out of the water seems strange to me. They're sniffing at the body as if it was. Uh, kind of is a the rest of you? Are you keeping together or? 
Are you splitting up? We all jumped, so I think we're keeping together. I'm staying with Daniel. So you're a bit following... fast. So Hans is running towards uh, uh, um, a fallen down building. You're following him. If someone yells, they have an idea where to go. Sure. Like away from the water into a building yeah. upstairs. Maybe they can't do stairs. I don't want to get trapped in a building. I'm going to keep running straight down the, the avenue. So you run on, Joseph? So f from what we saw of these creatures, are they particularly speedy? I mean, are they kind of shambling along uh, like zombies? they more shambling. Okay. Then I'll just keep running. I don't suspect they'll catch okay, up so with Okay, so Carl and Joseph yeah. are running on, and Hans, Daniel, Walter are trying to hide. Um, do a stealth. See if you are able to hide. See if I can pass any rolls ever. Let's see if they are able to find anything. Extreme, holy shit. I had a regular success on stealth. Regular for me. Different dice. So you all passed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You hide yourself within one of those broken down buildings and you can see uh, from your vantage point as the uh, as a lot of these creatures shamble along the, uh, the street. They seem to be looking for you, but go past. Carl and Joseph, you are running on. And you leave those creatures basically behind. Okay. And after some time, you can hear them anymore. You take a few turns deeper into the uh, into the city, into the building uh, sites, and you are basically uh, within those ruins. Okay. And you seem to have lost them. Okay. What what I probably do tactically is I go up next to the building and around a corner, but I stay there and I keep looking out to see if I can see the things coming out of the fog. I will follow Which Detective time I would Pennings. Keep running. I will follow Detective Penning's lead. Yeah, if I you see didn't... them, then I keep running. But if I don't... No, don't... you don't... You... you... You look around the corner and you basically don't see uh, any of them anymore and you don't hear any movement anymore. And there, you notice a like a reflection over the street. There's something shiny in the rubble. Okay. I'll go over to it. So are, are we in like a replica of Sayhausen or are we in just some kind of no, it doesn't unrecognizable like it's an alien ruined city. Alien ruined city, okay. Yeah. The gigantic uh, much, pyramid in the middle. Much bigger big uh, black basalt blocks of stone doesn't resemble any city you've ever seen. Um within the the rubble there seems to be a uh, shiny like coppery 
surface, a little bit uh, like the uh, coins. Now, uh, much bigger, like part of an old dome or something. Uh. But large the, pieces of metal. Yeah, it's like like the rubble has fallen onto uh, onto a, a very large piece of metal. Like there's like a, an old dome under uh, buried under the dirt. I'll, I'll clear. I'll clear out some of the rubble. Get a closer look at it. But is is it a dome that was once on the roof of a building and it fell off? Yeah, so seems like like it fell down. Something collapsed here. Uh, you clear off the the dirt and the the surface is quite shiny and reflective and you you can see your your face Carl you're also looking at the surface yeah you see both of your both of your faces and your faces seem to they start to change. Your features are morphing. Is it just a distortion from the metal that we're seeing? or That's what you Im uh, initially think. But then your whole features are drawing out. You, you think your, your limbs are elongating. I look at Joseph. I'll look you, at you try to look to the side and you you have the feeling you can't move your locked in place. Move your gaze. What the fuck's it's going like, on? Like like your your whole your sight is drawn into this reflection. Joseph, you have the, the same effect. You don't you try to Move your uh, turn your head, but you're completely drawn. Detective Henning, how do we wake ourselves up out of the dream? I, I don't know. Looks the like we're changing you, into something. Let's uh, go, go to the rest of them. The three of you, you wait, basically wait until the those be uh, beings past the building you hit in. Mm -hmm. And then what are you doing? What kind of building have we sheltered in? Mm, empty, old, small, uh, small building, basically nondescript. It's hard to tell what it was uh, uh, once used Everything is broken down. Everything is just rubble and dirt. I'm curious about going farther away from that thoroughfare into the ruins to see if there's something we could learn about what this place was. Inscriptions or sculptures or... Even, I guess, what remains of records just to see I'm what I'm worried about had. Carl and, and Joseph. Yeah, I was thinking we have to go find them. What you notice is that aside from this this pyramid, you haven't seen any inscriptions or anything on any of the stones or the buildings. Well, it should be easy enough to follow the 
hoppers tracks as they ran after our friends yeah it is so we can see whether we find them gorging on their corpses and run away if they are <laughs> so you try to follow them Hans and Joseph are you uh, you're still your uh, your eyes are still locked on this shiny surface and yeah, you have mean faces. Carl uh, sorry, Carl and Joseph. Your faces and your limbs are starting uh, to feel strange. You could try to rip your uh, your gaze away from the surface. Is there any kind of Hollow? physical? Is there any what kind of that? physical sensation with that, like pain or you, you, discomfort? You have the feeling that something is changing with you. But you can't. You're not able to look at it, uh, at your body. So he said, "Power will fight it." Power. I got an O five, so it's an extreme. <sighs> Put myself away, and then uh, I'll pull Joseph away. I fell. Okay, Carl, you pull your set, uh, your gaze yeah. away, and you see that. Joseph, uh, you look over to Joseph and you see that his face is actually starting uh, to change. His, I'm, I'm going his... to pull him away. You're quite, uh, quite a big man, right? I'm, uh, yeah, 80 strength. Yeah, you, you grab him yeah. and pull him away. Yeah. Ah, okay. And when you look at him, basically his face looks like what you saw in this image. The the, the features are got, uh, have gotten more like insect-like. It's like all hardened. So Something's... basically both of you uh, uh, within the dream lost 10 points of um, appearance. Ah. 10, oof, I'm ugly. Dude, am I ugly? Yeah, he you he is. Well, frankly, Detective uh, Henny, uh, you weren't. Well, never mind. <clears throat> Carry on. We need we need to wake up. Uh, do we see any of those monsters coming in our direction? No, but you, there are three shapes coming uh, coming down the road. Okay. <laughs> They they look more like they're pressing to the walls. They they seem like they don't want to be seen. That's probably our cohorts. Pull yeah. our hats down so that. Uh, we're gonna have to yeah, explain. Come, the rest of you come up to Joseph and Carl, and they look strange. There's a kind of a magic mirror in that dome over there buried don't look at it it makes it changes your face it's mutated us it's well, that's we could barely get away from it that's dreams for you uh carl may, may i touch your face to see if it changed anything else the bone structure underneath um I've told you at least 10 times in the past two years. No, you can't touch my face. <laughs> it's just yeah, for science, ahead. Carl. 
Go ahead, touch my face. It feels the skin feels hard. Your skin has been hardened. If you if you wake up like this, like Anna Rosa woke up with the thorn bush scratches, you're gonna have to like grow beards and get bigger hats. I'll just get a if job at the local, local sideshow. Oh, I'd I'd make sure that uh, that some of the people at the university, Hans, could probably help as well. Would uh, study you and yeah, find out how the dreams turned me into a freak. Exactly. So the last time we woke up, we were in the pyramid and picked up a coin. Should we go there and see if the coin sends us to the waking world? Or should we just wander around trying not to look at reflections? I think that's a great idea. Excellent idea, uh, Mr. Lacker. We should. Three patterns work. There's always the possibility that there's something else that. I mean, make sure we don't run into any froggets or whatever they are. I'm also, I'm perfectly, if somebody wants to give me a good smack in the face and see if it wakes me up, I'll, you know, it's better than being cut in half. Anybody? I sort of way. Well, Walter's into touching people's face. I'm willing <laughs> to slap your face if you'd like. It's worth a try. I'd like to wake up right. more than you. Yeah. So basically, you are by now a bit on the outskirts of the town. You can see the pyramid in the uh, for uh, further uh, if you could track back into uh, into the city. And the road you uh, you are on seems to lead on um, alongside the uh, the lake, and in the distance you see this the uh, this white city that you saw from the the top of the pyramid. It seems to be very far away. But what's the what's the landscape like other than that? Well, is it here the, is it, is it no, it's the the those corn uh, those uh, wheat fields uh, are a little bit uh, further out of the town, and it's completely silent, and it's still completely silent. Last stream we had, we walked into the city, and it just took us to the pyramid. Where did all the things go? Where did all back the... into the lake? You don't see them anymore. If we're not being menaced, we could try for the white city. I mean, yeah, just for the wheat fields, it might take a while, but it would we're be in a dream. We don't have the time in the world. Again, maybe there's writing okay. there or, you know. I'd like it better than this city. This city's awful. Let's go. Let's and we know they're behind us, closer to the pyramid somewhere, even if they're in the lake. So, all right, White City it is. This Follow time, don't throw a rock road. in the lake. Yeah, let's just pretend so to be you, visitors. You start walking off alongside the lake. Uh, the road leads on a little bit um, away from the lake, but you can still see it. And you walk f- basically for hours. 
And the, the white city doesn't really seem to come uh, get any closer. Maybe it's just painted in the backdrop. Does the, lake, does the lake seem to get further? The lake? Well, uh, the road like takes a little distance from the lake uh, from the lake shore and then runs parallel uh, to the lake shore. So the, so the entire time the lake's in, in our site. Yeah, still on your side. But we can't seem to find this white city. Well, it's at least it doesn't really seem to come closer. So, does anybody recall how to wake yourself up from a dream, from within a dream? It'll be time, Mr. Von Ehrenberg. Is this any Freud books? Did 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 my slap work? I'm guessing it didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, typically the way you wake someone from a dream is with a, some kind of physical interaction. Um, but obviously that's not working with our, our spirits here in the dream world. Um, but also nothing bad is happening to us. So but I obviously I look like, I look like a freak. to go to the look city. At, look at Detective Penny. So. Well, it hasn't gotten any worse though. I mean, where's your sense of, of, you know, curiosity. Let's let's go back to the city and look around more. Easy, yes. easy for you to say. So, just so I understand this correctly, so that our physical bodies are at the hotel sleeping. Hopefully, hopefully peacefully. Right. While we, yes. in some sort of collective dream, are wandering yes. this town for hours and what we perceive as hours and hours and hours. Right. Yeah. Right. And. The other thing I could say is if we knew we were in a dream, that would cause us to wake up because the dreams usually can't hold that. But it's a pretty damn detailed dream. Yeah. Not to mention vague at all. As you as you walk along, you there's a a point where there seem to be tracks from a cart or something that lead from the road into the wheat field. 3,000 silk flowers. A car. Oh, the Sandman. I knew they meant something. Flowers are the key to the mystery. Yeah. Let's follow uh, them. Follow the tracks. You follow uh, the tracks. The, the wheat has been uh, trodden down. And it leads a couple of yards into the field. And then suddenly it's, uh, it just stops. You just, uh, there are tracks and uh, next moment there are no tracks anymore. Or the next, uh, they just stop, uh, like they're cut off. And you hear this voice, it's laughing and it's uh, calling, uh, it's calling out and saying, my tale is done. There runs a mouse. There runs a mouse. My tail is done. There runs a mouse. This is just a voice we hear. Yeah. Does there the runs voice the sound... mouse is in the rodent. Yeah. My yeah. tail is well, done. There runs the a mouse. Hmm? Um, Hans, didn't we hear some story? Weird, weird fairy tale related to mice. 
some retelling. Hans, do a knowledge roll. It sounds almost like something from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, it's corn made. The mouse's tail. Uh, I'll spend three for a hard success, if I may. Uh, you don't. You don't need uh, to. Okay. Regular. Um, you have you have a Grimm's fairy tale by hand, right? Yeah. Uh, check Hansel and Gretel. The end. The very end. Good. It's not that close to end, but it's right here. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to search around and you, see if there's yeah. anything going just, on. You, uh, just this voice that keeps on re uh, repeating those words. My tale is done, there runs a mouse. Maybe we'll find those children and then be heroes. That's little Gretel. Because Hans would most likely know that. Or a woodcutter on the edge of the forest. Nibble, nibble, I hear a louse. Who's that nibbling on my house? Oh, mouse. Meanwhile, okay, Gretel they... went straight to Hansel and opened the door to the coop. After Hansel jumped they... out the... The last words. This translation, the last words are, however, the mother had died. Wrong. Sit down on the board. I'll shove you inside. Okay, then I'll have to give it to you. It is the end of the, the original Hansel and Gretel. And the uh, the whole phrase runs, my uh, tail is done, there runs a mouse, whoever catches it, it make, uh, whoever catches it may make, make himself, himself a big fur cap out of it. It's one of the things nobody ever understands what, because it has nothing to do with uh, the fairy tale uh, uh, itself. Should we keep an ear out for a running mouse in the and the, and the voice all, uh, repeats and repeats these words. My tail is done, there runs a mouse. Is everybody hearing this? Yeah. And it seems like that should mean the end of our time dreaming together. The story is done. What is that, what is that passage from? Uh, forgive me, I'm not... From yeah. Hansel. I, don't, I, don't read, I don't read fairy. We have to find a mouse. We have to catch the mouse. To make a big fur cap it. out of it? I don't know. I think that's, Makes well, as that's, much sense as anything else in this dream. It's the ironic inversion, you know. When a big hat from a small mouse. Can we hear a mouse rustling in the in the wheat? No. And I'm getting down on my hands and knees looking for anything that might indicate a mouse. Going to the source of the sound. You wake up. And before you ask Joseph and Carl, you're not, uh, you basically rush to the mirror in your, uh, in your <laughs> room 
and oh, yeah, it was so totally I, normal. <laughs> my dashing good looks are in place. So thank God. Uh, I don't know whether to be happy or not. It would have been a really interesting, you know, bit of science to if you'd come back funny. But I'm glad you look good. As good as we so, could expect. It's Monday morning. And so what, I'm sorry. So what triggered? So as so as soon as Mr. Ehrenberg got down to look around, that's when we came out of the dream. Well, you were looking around. You heard this vo voice. Yep. And then you woke up. Okay. okay. All right. Did we sleep late again? Uh, no, it's like um, nine <gasps> o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm furiously yeah, journaling everything that happened. Yeah, I probably do the same. Comparing so to write my friend uh, uh, Carl, Carl Jung. Um, about this. I think it would fit in with this theory as well. Checking to see if I, if I have any alcohol in my room with me. If you want to, you have. I, let me take a little swig. Flash some cold now, water in my face. Wow. Now that I have completely dismissed the flowers, I'm going to obsess about the mouse. Um, Hansel and Gretel come home they've got treasure they dump the treasure out and they pretty much live happily ever after then the mouse line my tail is done there's a mouse if you can catch it i'll make a big hat big fur hat out of it is it um, just you... something cute and funny the guy is saying who's telling the story so you convene for uh, for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey guys, do you think those uh, clawed prints in the the sand maybe look like duck prints from the Andrew well, Hansel and Gretel? I duck. No, they didn't. I don't. I don't think so. Considering <laughs> there was, we woke up the last time because we found a coin, a treasure. And in this case, there was also reference to treasure. In this case, we heard the end of a story, so we were no longer needed any there. Hans, Who's are telling there, the story? Are there little pieces like this somewhere in other stories where someone finds a coin and that's the end? Something similar? These are fragments that we're finding. Finding pieces of like different stories. Where we found... And you're saying it's like this is the end of like hence that's like a bit from the end of the end of yeah. Hansel and Gretel. And we're, we're oh. somehow we're somehow trapped in these stories or are there other grim stories that have odd little endings? And do they fit together like a puzzle? Well, that is a really the, interesting. Do you idea, think the local Carl. library has a collection of the Fikram tales? Does oh, sure any one of you uh, do you have the get the newspaper while you're having breakfast? Might as sure. well. Yeah. So who's who's looking through the? I'll, I'll, I'll grab it. And one article immediately comes to your attention. Oh, look at this. I found that if I found little Hansel and Gretel from the 
edge of the forest, Dad, then? Uh, Furmacher children still missing. Uh-huh. Uh, Sehausen, uh, May 17th, 1926. Three days after their disappearance, there is still no trace of Johannes and uh, Annegret Furmacher, uh, um, 11 and, and 9 years old, respectively who left at the safety of their parents' care last Friday and have not been seen or heard from since. A large-scale search operation in the surrounding woods, which the police also called on volunteers from the fire brigade, the gymnastics club, and shooting club provided some clues, but did not lead to any concrete results. I can therefore no longer be ruled it I'm sorry, it can therefore no longer be ruled out that the children have fallen victim to a crime. For this reason, the authorities have now decided to ask the public for help. Johannes Furmacher uh, has dark blonde hair, brown eyes, and has been wearing a sailor suit at the time of his disappearance. His little sister, Anna Gret, uh, is light brown, uh, has blue-gray eyes, and was wearing a pink dress. The two children were driving uh, children's bicycles of the brand uh, Seidel and Newman, uh, blue and violet in color, respectively. The police uh, is urgently looking for information from the public. Hmm. You think like the boy was going to swim and then they just disappeared? No, it's a little boy and a little girl. and She's younger than him. He must have been watching out for her. They're a little young to be getting into mischief yet. Johannes and Anna Gret diminutively are Hansel and Gretel. Really? I mean, that, that doesn't mean that's what their parents called them, but it, 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 it didn't say anything about the father's occupation. I put it into the Discord. Because in the in the tale, their father's a woodcutter, and they their do live at the edge bitch. of the forest. Yeah, they did say they lived at the edge of the forest. I'm sure they know the woods around here. They would have found them if they were out there, wouldn't they? And you generally don't ride bicycles through forest. Usually, you go no, into town. No, must have been on a path. So they find their bicycles. So while I'm eating breakfast and um, my colleagues can see my hand visibly shaking, uh, gentlemen, can I remind you that we're simply here to find Dr. Herling? I'm, I'm sure this is a sad story, but they have local police who can look into this. Let's not get distracted from what it's, we're here to do. I agree right. with you. I, I agree with you, friend. Uh, I agree with you, Joseph. The issue is as we've gone down all these pieces in like this trail of the doctor or like of, of, of the professor, it's been uh, beyond uncanny of how everything has led us to even strangers places, considering what happened last night. And that I don't think that was just an omen. Well, and I, I want to find out more. Yes. Obviously we, we need to, to help the professor and his family, but this is fascinating. The only thing that I can think of, given that Professor Erling, I think, is aware that he's a wanted man, if 
the thing we saw in a dream didn't mean that he's already lost. But I think he's probably in hiding, and we don't have the slightest clue about where he would be, except that I expect him to come to the rifle festival. Or or he's dead, which would seems to be indicated by our <clears throat> dream we had. Or what we saw there is real, and his throat's already been slit. Unless but it's all a of, weird... Keep going. All, all of the bits and pieces that we have experienced relate to his obsession with the Grim Tales. I don't think he stole little Johannes and Annegret from their bicycles, but I don't think it's unrelated any more than is the fact that Anna Rosa is asleep, but, you know, static, like Sleeping Beauty. I mean, the first dream we had with the Rapunzel Tower so we had Rapunzel Tower. We have some, we have a Sleeping Beauty. We have the story of two kids, seem to be named Hansel and Gretel. But then, how does our dream about with the coin and the pyramid and the the frog monster fit in? That's not a fair tale. Oh, it fits the local tales of this region. Yeah, there's the the, the you know the the fisherman and his wife <clears throat> tale, and the various frogs being kissed. You know, the bad girl and the story that. Uh, that we found the original illustrations from in a lake. Yeah, the right and the, and the you know the good girl kissed a frog that, and a castle rose out of the water, and she became a princess, and the bad sister kissed a young man, and he turned into a creature that would leave webbed clawed marks in the sand and pulled her into the sea. There's a lot of women being pulled into the water. I uh, I think the direction of our investigation should go like this. We're looking for the uh, professor. If the professor came into this region, as we have come into this region, he would also be encountering an awful lot of Grimm's fairy tale references. Yeah. Where, would I... that, where would that drive him to go? Well, that's why we have to go and visit the local history society and uh, the Schmicka person and see what information they gave the professor, because that might have sent him, you know, as he went off to uh, Berndt's village, maybe he went off to another village because of what the history society told him. Like you did say, like he read those local versions of the, by that cartoonist mm -hmm. and then well, made it, notes of it. Uh, uh, as for Professor Airlines' part, he, he, it seems to be an intentional destination for him. It seems to go back to his the lecture at the university and running naked through the streets shouting Eureka. He seemed to have discovered something, right? Yes. Also, with the help of that young lady, it seems. I'm recalling right. something about someone who supposedly... I forgot the name Yoke was for, but it was besides the name on that fountain. It was, I think, someone that was like pre-history well, being burned down. Yeah, he was one of the founders of Zehusen and founded the festival that happens on Saturday. And supposedly... But he's been largely erased because of successive religious and judicial changes. Supposedly he had connections to those odd tales about Bokrug. Yeah, he's... Yeah, and he's sort of... 
wasn't there a parallel between the story that she recounted in her notes about the miserly fellow who found the cave full of gold in which there was a bloated blue frog-like thing with a tail? Did the things that chased us in the dream have tails as well as feet? Uh, sorry? The, the creatures that chased us, did they have tails as well as feet? Um, no tails. So like frogs, no tails. Yeah. And they were frog-ish in appearance, correct? Yeah. So kind of bulbous exactly. eyes. But they were bipedal. Yeah. yeah. But they also hopped. Like frogmen. Yeah, like a, a hopping. Abominable frogmen. All right. So like I wish we'd heard their so voice. Because remember from the letter, um, uh, Jacob Grimm's letter, he he heard them and it sounded like a, a voice of an old woman. Like they can manipulate, like they can like emulate sound. Or maybe they just are. Maybe they're also gendered. The things that you began to look like when you got, gl glanced into that mirror were not frog-like, though. That's correct? More insectile like, than frog-like? They were our own faces. Like, it's just they distorted, like insects. Yeah. I guess if I was running from a frog creature, I wouldn't want to turn into an insect creature, since the relationship between frogs and insects. Right, right. Do we even know if the things in this lake actually no things in that lake probably are what do we have any assumption to make about things in this lake are possibly what destroyed that city or do you think it's unrelated because it's obviously it's not their city because they don't they're not living in it anymore I mean if the creatures that lived in the city worshipped the pyramid and the pyramid was to Bokrug, then you'd think they'd be on the same side. But again, dreams. Something we don't so, uh, I should find out, I guess I'll ask, assuming we're eating again at the hotel restaurant, I'll ask the concierge about the local historical society and what its hours are and if there's a schmicka that they know. Um... Well, he can tell you they don't have a real office, but uh, Hermann Schmicke is the chairman. He is a, uh, the local history society is like a um, yeah, like a club, and uh, he works as a teacher at the local high school. So on Monday morning, he should be found there. Mm -hmm. Uh, what hour does the high school have lunch? I don't want to interrupt him while he's instructing. Oh, it should be. Uh, uh, it should be around twelve. You can. Uh, you will hear the the school bell. Mm. Thank you kindly. And uh, does the Hearts Club? Does it have a clubhouse, or is it also an informal? They meet at the tavern or something. Yeah, that's more like. Uh, um, gathering uh, of uh, ramblers, like, uh, like they like to take strolls around the, uh, the local Hearts Mountains, but they don't have a clubhouse. Have, uh, have we inquired with any locals about the Hearts Club, like what exactly they do? Or, well, I mean, only just now. 
Yeah. That, so that was mentioned in the letter, the journal from. Um, that was in the doctor's journal. Yeah. Is it yeah. is it hearts as in rabbits? Or, I mean, no. uh, um, deer. No, hearts like in the Hearts Mountains, where you are. Uh, the like an The area you are in is called the Hearts. Okay. So it's yeah, like, well, a, the Hearts like a hiking, like a hiking yeah, like club of some sort. Mountain yeah, a hiking club. Yeah. Exactly. And is that named after somebody, a Mr. Hartz, or does that mean something in German? I, no, it doesn't. As far as I know, it doesn't mean anything. I actually don't know where the name comes from. Okay. okay. It's, it's probably ancient enough that we yeah. don't, that no one does. So I'll, I'll pull out the journal from Professor Erling. So he wrote, Tuesday, May 11th, what is a Hartz, Hartz Club? Mm-hmm. That was on the 11th. So he must, have, he must have heard hiking trails. He must have heard of it somehow that brought it to his attention. Um, Hans, you would know that uh, just because it's next to the uh, the Tuesday, it doesn't have to mean that it's yeah, on the date. Was, he, well, he was usually, scribbling down notes, all that yeah. margin. You can see he scratched out a couple of things and then he was just writing thoughts. And the only thing that's date relevant is the one that he crossed out because he didn't actually go to the lecture. So there, yeah, they're just a list of things figured out about Zayhusen. Well, I I think some of us should uh, look into this Hearts Club while others can go to the local folklore society. Yeah, I'm a natural for the academic folklorist historian. Uh, somebody who's more rugged might make sense to talk to the. Well, the um, the concierge uh, couldn't tell you uh, where they uh, the the Hearts Club convenes, but he knows that uh, we know the mayor is involved from the train, and uh, he tells you that he thinks that this uh, Mister Schmieke is also member of the Hearts Club. Mm. But he's uh, not really sure. Yeah, and probably it's difficult to get an audience with the mayor the week before the festival. Um, I guess while we got the concierge's ear, are there is there um is there uh, a particular dress that people uh, locally do for the rifle festival? Is there a well, yeah. you, is there fancy dress in general, or is there a particular kind of garb? Well, the the members of the uh, rifle club uh, draft, uh, dress in their full regalia, so that's usually uh, li- a kind of uh, mix between a military uniform and um, a forester's dress. Mm-hmm. Boy, that and looks like members a, would look like a photograph of a nightmare of George Gross. Yeah. Okay. So they wear their yeah their charming mountaineering slash being terrifyingly conservative outfits. Not Herr Spicker. So you all go to the to the school or any any plans? I mean, I the other thing one could do since Schmicke appears to be both of those notes. Um, uh, interested parties could go looking for other of the sinkholes or maybe look for a, even a map of where other they could be. That might involve City Hall. But your theory, uh, about the 
relationship between different water things might be interesting to follow up. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm I'm more interested to look now at the ends of all of the stories of the Brothers Grimm and see if there's some sort of coded message that they left us that nobody's ever figured out. There in the first two volumes, there are over 150 stories. Um, oh, well, we can look at the beginnings and ends if there's a so phrase. You plan on uh going to a local, local bookstore or something and pick up a volume of Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're probably having this area right. considering that's a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, I'll help you, I guess, as we have to see if the clock is like, they probably have it in this town considering how the guy who made it's I, not that far. The guy who made it. If, if you want to do something else, that's fine. It's not that hard to pick up a book and we can't like read it together. But, uh, so there are two volumes. So oh, that's true. If you want to go, to the, uh, I guess the uh, go to the historical society and see what you could find. Yeah, we'll go to the. I'm going to the high school and asking Herr Schmicka if I can take him to lunch. Um, because I have a number of questions about local historical matters. Anybody, okay. I think we should have at least one person come with me so that the things I don't think of, someone else can. So we can we can pick up the book on the way or whenever. Yeah, we can just be around. Yeah, we'll come with you. Well, so yeah. if I invite him to lunch, we, I can invite him to lunch with my friends. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're storming his house as a group. Nah. Telling him that. Never mind. So you go to the. Uh, to the local high school, which is uh, next to the synagogue. And there are a lot of uh, kids of uh, different ages uh, on the schoolyard. You uh, go into the building and ask around, and uh, you are referred to um, uh, a schoolroom where a middle-aged man with gray hair very stiffly dressed in a gray, uh, gray suit. The hair is uh, like uh, over the side uh, with, um, with pomade. Uh, he has a small uh, wire glasses on and when you uh, come in, he's looking up. Uh, he has a stack of, uh, uh, of school uh, papers in front of him, which he seems to be marking. And um, yes, how, how can I help you? Uh, excuse me, Herr Schmicker, is it? Uh, yes, Dr. Schmicker. Ah, uh, Dr. Schmicker, uh, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, Stands up Han and reads your hand, and you are? Hans-Peter Locke. I'm a university student visiting from Berlin. Oh, how splendid. Yes. What brings uh, you here? Well, it, I, I work there with uh, Professor Erling, whom you have heard of, I, I fear, recently, and perhaps you've had a visit from him as well. Erling, Erling, I heard that name somewhere. Oh, he did not come to visit you, even though you have you are uh, the chief of the local historical society. 
Uh, uh, yes, you heard uh, you heard about that. Uh, um, uh, uh, how flattering. Um, uh, uh, well, I, I'm uh, the chairman, and uh, um, but uh, no, I don't remember a, a professor from from Berlin. You yeah. said. Yes, uh, he was. I, he... I don't remember a professor. Uh, I would remember that, uh, but. I heard that name somewhere. Right? I, I know. Well, he, he's gone missing. Uh, it's quite complicated. Um, I know that he intended to visit you, but his visit to the area has gone awry. He came down here to do historical research. Uh, one of his specialties is uh, regional folktales, you see. And he. Oh, really? Came, he came to learn that Zehusen is a home of, of many of the important tales that the Grimms eventually collected. Well, the, the Grimms uh, came through uh, here on their, on their journeys through the, the hearts. Uh, I think it was in a, around the beginning of the 19th century, like 1810, something like that. Yes, in fact, uh, Professor, uh, Professor Erling found... Uh, a letter from Jakob to his brother, written from he believes Zeusen. Um, do you mind that, if you have moment, time? I'd I'd love to take you to lunch. Mm -hmm. At that moment, the the school bell rings, and uh, he's like he takes out his pocket watch. And, uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I uh, I have a class now. Um, I I would love to uh, to talk to uh, to you about uh, this. Um, we um, tell you what I have an appointment with the uh, uh, with a couple of members of the Hearts Club in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you want to join us for a nice stroll, and we can uh, continue sounds, the conversation. That sounds magnificent. May I bring a colleague or two? Uh, sure, sure. Good. Where shall I meet you? And. Um, uh, uh, let's just uh, meet in front of the school. That should be easiest for you. Yeah, very good. Very pleased, uh, very pleased to meet you, Herr Doctor. It was my pleasure. So much for the lunch plan, fellows. Uh, but uh, yeah, one or two of you should go with me uh, and maybe we'll meet the mayor or two. And, but I think... We should, you know, it's a stiff looking crowd. You know, so being so close to um, to where we met the rabbi reminded me of some of the notes he gave us. There was a mention of that rhyme we heard in our dream. Oh, wait, right, right. He, he said he heard uh, carried some kind of rhyme. The juggler. And just like he'd heard him before, he heard that same rhyme, something about a mouse and a big fur cap. So this is uh, I thought that the wagon we saw in the wheat might be the Sandman's. It's and I line. thought that that the, the way the voice was repeating himself sounded a little bit mocking in a way or like yeah. a ritual or like it wasn't a ritual from a singular direction too so if it was like the wind 
I wonder if there's a new Sandman once in a while, if Sandman is a role that is taken over by different parties. Although Hoping it's not, I hope it's not Dr. Erling. Yeah. It wasn't so like the cart we saw. You all meet up with uh, Schmieke for a little, nice little stroll or? Uh, how many hours away from that is? Um, After school, so probably three. After school, uh, let's say like uh, four o'clock. Okay, the, the bit was to be like to see if like, uh, I guess I and Henning could skim through the both the two collections to see yeah, if there's you... anything. So you pay a visit to um, a local bookstore, and these, no these are going to be big, fat books, aren't they? Well, yeah, quite big. You just get them on the way back. Um, They're going to okay. be heavy. You want to carry them around all day? You go oh, well. Well, you have, a, co- you have a couple of me. hours. You can uh, bring them back to. Uh, you have all the time in the world to bring them back to the. Uh, to the I can hotel. do it afterwards and see if there's actually anything. I'll, I'll just make Norbin because he's carried them. Whatever. So in the meantime, before you go on the stroll, you start checking ends and beginnings. Yeah. Which doesn't bring up anything, at least not immediately. Okay. Um, if you're all coming, um, then you'll um, uh, you'll reconvene. Uh, terrible today. Um, <clears throat> You meet up in front of the uh, of the high school, and Schmieke is standing there with uh, uh, together with uh, a woman in a, well mousy gray dress and uh, three uh, kids. Um, they seem to be. Uh, one is maybe eight or nine years old, um, little girl. Um, the middle one is bo- a boy about 13 and, um, and an adolescent uh, girl of 16. Oh, uh, hello again uh, there. Uh, Mr. Luck, it was, right? Luck, you... yes, Herr Doctor. Uh, let me do um, this. Unfortunately, uh, my there were some change of plans with uh, my colleagues because they uh, spent all that time yesterday for uh, searching for those unfortunate children, so they couldn't come. But I brought my family instead. Um, this is Hydrun, uh, uh, Ilza, Kurt, and Hedwig. Points to the children. The children don't really seem very enthusiastic. Well, uh, do we want to get get a good start? Yes, allow me to introduce my uh, friends uh, visiting. Uh, and I introduce. Yeah, you do introductions and. And I'm looking at the wife and the children and I'm trying to think what fairy tale they belong to. 
Huh. Happy by this point. <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, the, the kids uh, look like uh, they're more in a nightmare than in a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dragging them to go hiking. Spending again. time with the five of us, yeah. She's <laughs> in a gray dress. Are the children dressed uh, like normal, sporty, modern children in 1926? Yeah, okay. normal. So, so he invited us to go on a hike with him. Is that what he said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had some. Um, he leads uh, you to the uh, north, uh, north eastern parts of uh, of the town and towards the woods. So um, I thought we would uh, do a little stroll uh, towards the silver Should uh, shouldn't take us more than oh maybe two hours to get there and back. I'm sure it's lovely. I don't know the area particularly well, uh, but it is rich with history and uh, natural beauty. If, so what can we, what can I tell you? The, you told, uh, said you were interested in uh, the local history. Very much so. Well, uh, Dr. Schmick, if I could interject, uh, I mean, you said you did not, uh, meet any Professor Erling, uh, perhaps he's using some sort of alias. H- have you? Has anyone uh, spoken to you, asked you about local folklore? That you know, unusual questions or or a young woman? No, not really. Or a young woman, man with a woman. And I'll give maybe I'll give a physical description of Professor Erling. I'm sure that I'm sure her doctor now I remember so. where isn't that the the man uh, who's uh, the police is looking for he's the, he's the missing person yes I I don't know what the last news you heard was but well I, the, I, the, uh, young uh, young Miss Burnt uh, is uh, is she still uh, she is unwell she's in hospital now oh. the doctors don't understand but we think that whatever happened to her, Professor Erling might also be in danger. Not that he did it, but that they were both the victims of something. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is why he didn't have a chance to come to see you, we suspect. Well, uh, he, he he seems to have uh, quite a lot, uh, lot on uh, his mind uh, from what uh, you told, uh, you're telling me. But... Uh, I don't really see the connection to uh, the local uh, local folklore and history. The, the connection is that they both uh, have a passion for local folklore that brought them here. And we think that the professor might still be trying to solve some problem or puzzle if, in fact, he's free to go about on his own. But they, we don't know what exactly they were looking into, and so if you, we hope that if we learn what their subjects of interests were, that it will help us locate where they went awry. That is quite a theory. Hmm. And uh, as you walk uh, further north, you come by. Um, uh, some uh, garden uh, sheds. There's like a, a garden, uh, gardening colony, and all the uh, 
uh, the gardens are very well kept. Um, but in the uh, shortly before you leave the um, leave for the woods, there's one that really sticks out. It's like a, a nearly collapsing hovel. The the um, the roof seems like uh, it's uh, in disrepair, and an old woman who looks basically like the quintessential fairy tale witch, well, hunched over woman comes out of uh, the door and walks down uh, the path uh, uh, towards you and. She greets the uh, uh, the teacher and walks on, uh, on by. She greets him by name. Yeah. Does he respond and, by name? Yeah, he he responds. He's so he seems like uh, quite uh, quite friendly towards her. I'll I'll lean over to Detective Henning and say, "Are we in a dream again?" And so this was, this is like a little house outside of town up in the hills. Yeah. It's... That we're at. And then she just says hi to Dr. Schmicker. Then, yeah, she, oh, doc, uh, Dr. Schmicker, hello there. And how does he refer to her? Huh? Does, what, does he call her like fairy godmother? No, he says Mina. Mina. And just walks by. So uh, we on the train here, by the way, uh, we saw some children call out to a fellow in wild garb and called him the Sandman. <coughs> uh, is that a is that a local? Is that part of the coming festival or a, a local tradition that is <coughs> not written about much? Well. <sighs> No, not particularly. the The Sandman is uh, well. I think old children are told the story of the uh, chant uh, of the Sandman, aren't they? Who something about dreams? Yeah. The the who brings the dreams to children. That's not really something of the uh, of lo local carloret. No, but I've never heard. I mean, they were looking at an actual person who was dressed in motley or something. Which seems surprising. No. A fellow no. with a cart. All right. So, um, as you walk on, he uh, starts uh, telling you about uh, the area, about uh, the different um, um, features of the Hearts Mountains, and uh, you get. Uh, you get to one of those ponds. It's a rather big, uh, big one, mm. and um, he tells you uh, about the uh, that these ponds are basically um, leftovers, most likely from an old uh, from an old lake. Mm. But uh, that must have been a long, long time ago. Um, for this uh, pond, the, uh, the silver hole, there are stories of uh, like a, uh, a castle that's supposed to have stood here at some time in the Middle Ages. 
and um, there were uh, 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 a knight who turned a robber and uh, murdered and plundered uh, the area until the whole castle had been swallowed up by uh, by the sinkhole f uh, forming. Hmm. Do people uh, have people tried to dive there to see if there's historical evidence or or because they hope to find silver? Mm, I don't think it was. Uh, uh, that anyone ever uh, tried to dive down in those uh, pools. They are very deep. Yeah, and the water is not so clear, so it's hard for diving. Um, we have we had an ex uh, excavation, archaeological uh, excavation, a uh, couple of years ago. Must have been uh, 10, 12, uh, maybe 15 years ago. They um, they found uh, that we had settlements here uh, in the Stone Age. Heavens. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Grober, who's a curator, a curator, he even has a, um, a knife uh, from that excavation. Stone? We yeah, um, um, it should, what is it? Um, uh, um, he has a um, um, obsidian knife. We, uh, the, uh, the excavators think that it can't originate from here because we don't have any vul uh, volcanic activity in the area. So obsidian sh can't be from here, so it must have been brought from somewhere else. But it's definitely uh, from uh, prehistoric times. Grobe has uh, a whole bunch of, uh, of interesting exhibits he would uh, he would like to show uh, for the five hundred year fest uh, fair. Is, is this year the 500th anniversary? No, no, it's uh, in two years. We're, two still, years. Uh, we're still planning. Grover is collecting all the exhibits and plans the exhibition. That's quite an historical moment. And if it's 500 years since it was founded, but goes back to obsidian trading in the old well, days. Well, um, actually, the, the, the city has, uh, the town charter is from 1428. So it's, the 500 year uh, anniversary, but uh, the first documents uh, date back much longer. Uh, the first mention we ever found was from 974. So basically we'll have the 500,000 year anniversaries within ju uh, just 50 years, which is something, don't you think? Quite. Uh, which one of these is the foundation by uh, uh, Herr Joch? Hey, hey, Jörg, what has the uh, uh, what has our um, undertaker to do with this? Oh, I thought that Herr Jörg historically had something to do with the the rifle festival. Well, uh, yes, he does. He's uh, he's the chairman of the rifle club, but only recently. That's not. 
when was well, the right well, for, for a couple of years uh, but uh, the name uh, runs in this town where I I think there are a couple of documents uh, referring to a yacht, or, uh, a yacht or some other but but that would be something that uh, 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 Grober would be much better suited to uh, to relate to. Um, if you if you like, you can uh, you uh, could visit uh, visit him. He is always delighted to uh, show his uh, his exhibits around. But uh, you have to uh, you will uh, have to take some stories about trains uh, in within to the bargain. He's mm. an old rail uh, roll, uh, railway man. Yeah, and collectors often uh, are eager to share their discoveries. Yes. Yes. By the way, well, Keeper, how does the silver hole, is, is it also really unpleasant, murky and smelly? Not, not as much as uh, the red coke, but it's, it isn't re really clear. Mm -hmm. And how how's the family doing? Well, the kids are basically trotting along. The, the wife uh, is pleasant. If you uh, strike up a conversation, she uh, she makes some small talk. I'm going to ask the wife about you know, wildflower or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to sort of, you know, have a, a moment and, and ask, suggest that I wonder who... Maybe Lieberman, you know, the kids are about the right age to know little Hans and little Anna Gret. So, if, you know, if they're lagging behind, might see if you can figure out. I should have asked that old, uh, the old lady in that uh, dying house. She saw many kids recently. Like, on the days. way, on, if we go back in the same way, might as well into her garden shack. Mina is short for Wilhelmina, I think. I I actually have some questions for the father if you want mm -hmm. to. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk I'm gonna take the wife away a little bit to I'll go ask the give some breathing room. Doctor, uh, my friend and I, um, Daniel here, we visited with a rabbi in your town, and he told us some very interesting things about um uh, a gentleman named Master Herschel, and also how um, some women had uh, uh, very small children. I think the the size was span of their hands, um, and other bad things happened. Do you do you recall in your readings anything like that? Well, I never really uh, uh, took a look at the uh, the documents the uh, our Jewish uh, compatriots uh, keep. I must say that's uh, not really uh, something I. <clears throat> he he said it happened to Christian women in the town as well, though. Hmm. What most of that? I mean, they were very old, though, so. 
It might have been lost over, I guess, a few centuries ago. Well, um, I don't know about any small children there. Well, the the history of our town is uh, well riddled with uh, stories of mishaps and small catastrophes. We we had a lot of fires in uh, in the city's uh, city over the years. That's why a fire department is uh, quite a big. <laughs> bigger than usual but uh, i don't know about any strange small birth you've had an unusual number of fires in this town you said well uh, according to uh, uh, to the documents we uh, there have mo- uh, most likely uh, more or less always been uh, within a cu- uh, couple of years when fires started to when people started to lay fires and then it uh, it somehow died down again well the documents go don't go all uh, that far back you see the um the town was uh, sacked in, uh, in uh, 1522 uh, and we don't have uh, any doc- documents uh, from before the time but uh, it seems a bit like there's well every co- uh, every couple of years there uh, are mishaps uh, in this town fortunately f- uh, it hasn't been like this for uh, for as long as i can uh, remember mishaps like like missing children well all kind of things um disappearing strange- professors <laughs> strange fires breaking out or being late. Um, there are stories of uh, of murder series uh, in the, I think, 17th century. Uh, Seuss has quite some history, yes. And if we were, if 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 we wanted to dig a bit deeper into this history, what would be the local library or the historical society has records yeah yeah the uh, that or the city archives although it's quite hard to get your uh, get admission to the city archives even we have big problems uh, with that the mayor keeps tabs on who's uh, who can look at the city archives he's quite peculiar in that regard and out of character, we met the mayor, right? On the train? So, no. no we, we met a, an angry son of a, of a tin can man who was in the Hearts Club with the mayor. Oh, okay. And what's the I mayor's, and I'll ask the mayor's name. Uh, Grisa. Grisa? Yeah. And he has a peculiar interest in keeping the local town archives secret. Uh, yeah, he uh, he really keeps taps on it. Hmm. I, I really don't understand it. We could do so much more uh, research uh, if we had access. So your your club has expressed interest in taking a closer look yeah, at the records and, but... and they shoot you down. Yeah. Hmm. Make it make a mental note of that so 
name Yoke for I mean the Undertaker as in like he runs he's a coroner. Yeah, uh, well, he he's do um, doing the uh, funerals here oh. in town. And he's uh, he is the chairman of the Rifle Society for a couple of years now. He's uh, he works much with uh, with uh, the uh, the kids in town and the the young members. He he really helps out uh, kids that struggle, gives them some, uh, good guidance in life. Very good man. In, you know, in his great great grandfather or something donated a, a sculpture in um I don't recall what town we were in. Um in Gutting was the sculpture. Yeah. I guess in the meantime, while they're talking to him, I'm gonna see if I can ask the kids some questions about if they know if they knew the Schumacher kids. No, they don't. Uh, well, the the um, the middle child uh, says he knows the elder one, but they weren't friends. Oh, okay. How how, how often does your dad take you for you to go hiking? Too often. Uh, I guess so, once you've done it more than five times, it just becomes the same thing over. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can tell that. So the the rest of the stroll basically goes uneventful. And you're within two hours, you're back in town. Did we take the same way back? About, yeah. I wanted oh. to ask that older lady, I wanted to ask that old lady a question. She was a, she well, you up. you go past the uh, her shed again. Yeah. So, uh, but she's not. Uh, at least she's not out in the yard. Is there a window? Um. Yeah, quite small windows. You would have to go into the uh, into the garden to look through. Is the outside of her house made out of candy? No. <laughs> it looked like it was burned. Does it look like does, does it look does it look older or does it look like it used to be like it was burned like a long time ago? It looks like it's very old and just in bad uh, repair. And it's it really sticks out because all the other sheds uh, next to it are uh, meticulously kept. You say her garden, is it flower garden, vegetable garden? Uh vegetable. Uh, of some fairy tales about Lady of Vegetable Garden. Hey, yeah. Doctor, the woman that uh, you greeted on the way up the hill, uh, I, I suppose oh. that she's widowed and that's why her plot has fallen in disrepair? Well, uh, yes. Uh, the old meaning, I don't really know if she ever was uh, married, but uh, she lives here on the, uh, on the vicinity of the Gardening Club. Um, she's a little bit of a thorn in uh, the side of uh, the 
the good members uh, of the club because of the state her lot is in, but uh, she's well uh, she's more like a better kind of tramp. She collects wood and sells it uh, to housewives. Uh, usually people give her uh, small sweets and fruit uh, or stuff alongside uh, the, uh, the money and uh, she likes to give it uh, to uh, to children. Uh, how, how, I'm sorry, how old was she again? Did she appear? Old. Old. Okay. Well, she must be nearing at least 60 or 70 years. It's actually, it's, I think it's, uh, it speaks to the community spirit of the gardening collective that she's tolerated when everything else, of course, is so ordered and. Well, yeah, she, she is tolerated, but that's about it. So does our, our meeting seem to be winding down at this point? Yeah. She, we're back in town. The, the wife is uh, reminding his, uh, her husband that uh, they need to do some things around the house and uh, they say their farewells. Mm -hmm. I'll get Herr uh, 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 Grober's information. Yeah, he gives you the address. All right, we'll say our Great. goodbyes. Great pleasure. Gentlemen, I think I think we'll find some answers in the uh, ar city archives, town archives, likely so. Which, which the mayor seems to have uh, under lock and key. Uh, perhaps he's part of something, something fiendish. Um, who he knows? But he certainly he doesn't not. want this information to come out. It, it would appear. Maybe not fiendish, but like most like most old secrets go, sometimes you hold on to it so long enough. Anyone knowing it is just detrimental. Well, in fact, if if he's sufficiently secretive and Professor Erling came calling, there might have been a conflict. Hmm. Professor Erling asked perhaps the wrong questions or the right questions. It's conceivable. Scared off the... So, uh, Keeper, so... I mean, in other small towns, are they pretty open with historical records? Is it kind of unusual that a, a mayor would be that kind right. of secretive? Like, have we yeah, been through this before with other, other towns? At least for, like, their internal societies. It's It sounds quite strange that, that a mayor uh, doesn't allow access to town records. Especially to the locals, like, doing yeah. their own kind of private... Kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think usually we need to have, you, have a meeting with the mayor. Usually, if you can provide a, a reason for uh, for having a look at uh, town records, that shouldn't be a problem. Okay. If you're trying to document like the history of the town. <laughs> so it's now like uh, six o'clock in the evening. You want? Uh, you want to call on the? Uh, uh, on anyone i i wonder uh, perhaps if i if we check in with herr groba about whether i mean assume he's going to have, be dining but if he would like to see us after dinner that might be 
yeah, you you have a uh, a telephone uh, uh, number. Sure. Uh, yeah. You... Yeah. If we'll try from the hotel because we all need to refresh ourselves before dinner. Yeah. You and um, you can uh, set up a meeting for the uh, for this evening. He uh, he seems quite enthusiastic. Yeah, we might avoid the whole airline question this time too, so as to know. Yeah. Um, so you you find yourself um, a little later in the house of um, where is he? Erwin Grobe, a distinguished-looking uh, graying man. He has uh, in a blue shirt he has a railway railway man cloth uh, in his color um the whole house is like a, a train museum there's uh, drawings of trains and models timetables technical drawings everything and uh he offers you uh, all the brand uh, a brandy um, oh, thank you for hospitality. Oh yeah, sure, sure. You see, uh, um, you are interested in the in records about the about the town. Well, um, I'm organizing all all that stuff. Uh, wh what are you ex uh, especially interested in? We're interested in a number of things. Uh, uh, your uh, uh, your friend uh, Herspeke mentioned that there have been a series of calamities over the years, and that's interesting. I'm very curious about the appearance of the pools or sinkholes over time, uh, and if there's a map of them, and if anyone knows whether they're connected. Um, connect? No, I don't think that there's. Uh, that they are really connected. Uh, let me see what I got about the uh, sinkholes. I, I think I got a treaty about uh, the history of the Redekolk. Mm. Um, if that's uh, of interest to you. That seems to have been significant uh, well a few centuries ago and ongoing. Ah, yeah, and he uh, he leads you into uh, one room that doesn't have the theme of uh, trains, but is uh, stuffed with boxes and, uh, and um, folders with papers, and which uh, he seems to be uh, seems to have his own system of organizing, and he pulls out this. Uh, the History of the Rerekolk by Paul, Paul Grota. The history of our lovely little town of Zehusen, a jewel on the edge of the Hartz Mountains, has been a history of water since time immemorial. As all scholars know, the subsoil on which the local fertile land rests here consists of mighty deposits of sulfuric lime and chalk. Just as constant dripping hollows out the stone, Large areas of this bedrock have been washed out over long centuries by seeping rainwater, so that entire subterranean lakes may have formed 
in the depths of the heart's mountains. Now and then the ceilings of such water-filled caverns collapse and, depending on their location, form spring ponds, or so-called sinkholes, of which the aforementioned Zilberhol is probably the oldest and most historically significant, but by no means the only one. A good 150 years ago, there was a large pond on the other side of the Schiltberg to the north of the town, which old plans refer to as the Palschen Diek. In the time of our parents and grandparents, Zehusen was even a spa for several decades, and its water was recommended as a drink for infertile and pregnant women alike. The largest and most impressive sinkhole in the area is the one that occurred in 1752 on the meadow of the former farmer Reda, when a shepherd was grazing his flock there. According to legend, it was around noon when the animals suddenly became restless and the shepherd's well-behaved dog suddenly began to bark for seemingly no reason. Shortly afterwards, a terrible roar and crash arose from the depths of the earth. Sheep bleated and ran around in wild panic, and the horrified shepherd fled in mortal fear to a willow tree. He had just climbed it as the earth burst directly in front of the roots of his involuntary perch and disappeared into unseen depths, making room for a flood of water that shot up from this hole, almost drowning the poor shepherd and flooding vast areas. From that year on, the water ate away at the edges of this pond, which was soon called Redekolk, after its unhappy owner. In 1810, two young girls, the daughters of the court councillor von Boden, and their governess nearly fell victim to the turbulent depths when a second, smaller sinkhole opened up on the Red Meadow. The two ponds finally merged in dramatic fashion, when on January 6, 1868, the vibrations of a passing train caused further sections, including the railway embankment itself, to collapse, even taking with it a locomotive stationed on a siding. To this day, it has not been possible to recover or even find the remains of the wrecked train. Since then, peace has reigned around the Redicolk. But who knows? In centuries to come, there may be stories to tell about this place, similar to those told today about the famous Zilberhol. So why hasn't the, the town gone out and drilled in various places to say if they can locate any more of these underground caverns and then dynamite them rather than have them just spontaneously swallow everything up. Would it be a safety issue? Well, it doesn't happen that often. I guess not. I can... but... <laughs> well, I... you got a point there. Uh if you think about it, we this whole area is uh, riddled with caves, most likely. So, well, you said that you you weren't you didn't believe they were connected, but it's very likely. It sounds to me like if there's an underground well, river, underground, or, yeah, yeah, that, they're all connected. That is possible, of course. Uh, What's and, the water like? Is the water uh, fresh, minerally salty? Eric. Mm. <laughs> It has been uh, famed for its quality, but um, you see, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I think it, the the water in those pools is rather stale. 
I don't know if you've seen what uh, the radical. Um, I sometimes uh, wonder why we uh, use it as a swimming pool. I wondered that too, actually. But and oh. Dr. Schmicka mentioned this area is notorious for mishaps. He mentioned some uh, fires. Uh, well, are, yeah. Are those related? Are those any sort of relation to these other events? Um, there are time location. Okay, there are occasional fires. Um, let me see. I. And uh, he's rummaging around to, uh, through other stuff, and he draws out. Uh, no, that's not that's not fires, but uh, this is very interesting. Um, uh, wait, ah, here it is. And he's just rambling. Uh, um, this is an example of uh, what happens. Uh, well, one has to say every couple of years fires at 2000 on o domini 1578 i wilhelm gerke fire chief and a member of the high council of the city hereby report on behalf of the council on the city of Schuhausen, those fires we have so devastated our dear hometown we have now have to ask for the most gracious help to restore what has been destroyed before god and the high council I bear true witness to the fact that in the current year, a total of 18 fires have raged, which have been started deliberately and with evil intent. Ditto that all the fires were set in the dwellings of widows or widowers' wives who have been taking daughters to daughters of marriageable age under their care. Due to that, the embers are always stoked with glowing coals, which are thrown onto the roof of the injured party in a brass or at least iron shed shoe. Iron shot. Iron shed. Iron shod shoe as a container to which Mary Mistral Music was played from afar as if for dancing. Ditto that a dozen maidens found their death in the flames. Ditto that after the second fire, a man could be arrested and who admitted these atrocities, but afterwards the burnings did not cease until summon until some seven perpetrators were caught who committed this, the same atrocities one after the other. Dear that all the murder murder burners were taken to the most personal questioning where they did not know what evil spirit drove them to their crimes, nor did they were able, known to each other. Do that the exclusion of the small stature between all these no mixture could be inquired into. Do that the clinquets, after accepting the Holy Communion, were put to death by fire in the marketplace, as the law commanded. May God have mercy on their poor souls. Does that sound like witch hunting of some sort? It's also striking that the the crimes were against stepmothers often. Those yeah. that actually had adopted or I guess even just fresh widows. Widows, old widows, hag, stepmothers, all the villains of fairy tales. You seem to have a lot of very strange customs. Do you know a lot about folklore in the area? A little bit. Is there any folklore about things that live in the sinkholes underground? Well, there are uh, there are a couple of stories. Um, um, let me see. I think I've got something there. <clears throat> um, 
Oh yes, this this is a nice one. That should interest you. The murder ballad of the wild man. Good people hear the story of the villain who gruesomely slew seven maidens in 1694. Maidens who from their paths do stray onto a dark and woody way. Wandering down by the devil's holes, the wild man takes their souls. The good citizens cry out in anguish, and to God they prayed. Such horrors as these the land had never paid. Do not roam alone the waterfront, never be outdoors at night. Nevertheless, the murderer has soon killed victim eight. When they chase him, dogs afoot, they finally drive him to the lake. From the forest lake's gloomy waters, he is dragged up to the shore. He comes splashing out of the water, where he dwelled hideously. Partly man, albeit a wet one, partly frog-like and also fish. No matter how he scratches and bites, he is dragged to the village square, and without trial or mercy, swift punishment is given there. Maidens, if you safely want to live, flee the gray pond in the woods, for there roamed the wild man's spirit, hunting every girl he could. The gray man, though the wild man. Of, Fascinating, of, uh, isn't it? Frog man. Well, it's... Uh... Obviously, this uh, this is just a folk tale about uh, uh, some gruesome murders that uh, must have happened here back in the day. But other similar it tales any time since then. Well, that that is the only thing I can uh, I remember uh, in accordance to the. Uh, uh, to some fish or uh, to the to the lakes. Very strange. Please. So, and with that, I think we will make the break. Okay. So I was going to end it being like, has there any sinkholes? Op- has any sinkholes happened this year? No. <laughs> Our players included Brian Ridge, David Gasway, Max Dull, Steve Anderson, and myself with Pascal Breitenfeld as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.